0: Psalm chapter 106 And verse number 23 If you're there Say Amen Amen. The Bible said Therefore He said That He would destroy them Had not Moses His chosen Stood before Him In the breach To turn away His wrath Lest he should destroy them. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I come to you tonight. Lord, I need you, Father. I I can't do this on my own. Lord, I've done it on my own before and Lord, I'm begging you, don't don't leave me alone tonight. Help me, God, to preach and God, give me unction and power and liberty, Lord. I I need physical strength tonight, Lord, in my voice, but more importantly, God, I need spiritual strength and Lord, I need you to give me unction and power and Lord, I need you to speak through me, Lord. Let it flow out of me tonight as thy vessel. I pray, God, that it'd fill me up, Lord, and I'd be so full that it would uh, overflow. God, it'd fill those up who were here tonight. God, there's not a doubt in my mind if we'll uh, get this area uh, accomplished. And, and Lord, if we'll prove this one place of our... Christian life, Lord, it's unreal What what you would do for us And God, what we'd see, Lord In these last days uh, Father, please use me for thy glory And thy honor to help thy people And for what you do, we'll thank you now In Jesus' name, and all of God's people Say, um, amen You may be seated here tonight Don't forget to amen me, alright uh, By way of introduction, quickly Tonight, I just want to remind you Of the context uh, in which We are reading, I ain't going to read it all again tonight but if you go home I'd encourage you uh, to read the entire chapter uh, of Psalms chapter 106 here we find the psalmist I said this morning whom I believe to be David and is writing on behalf uh, of two or three things number one in verse one he begins to praise the Lord he said I'm going to praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever he's good and his goodness and we can say Amen. amen right there and then in verse number 2 he said and who can know uh, who can praise the Lord who can know his mighty works his mighty acts and uh, we begin to see that explained uh, in verse number 3 throughout the remainder of the chapter and here's who would know God's works and his acts better than anybody on the planet it is none other than the children of Israel at uh, the context of Psalms 106 is the psalmist David I believe Looking back over the course of his life and he sees over the course of his life uh, that God has been more than gracious to his forefathers. Uh, you know how Israel operated. God would tell them something they would disobey. God would get ready to wipe them off the planet and then somehow or another uh, grace would come by. Uh, God made a covenant with Abraham that he would always preserve, protect and provide for the nation of Israel. By the way, He's that, that covenant's not void And that covenant did not have an expiration date uh, It's still intact today And God still a keeper of His word uh, And He made a promise with the And you know the will of God for the nation of Israel Both then and even now It's for those Jews uh, uh, to lay down their religion Help me tonight uh, It's those Jews to take off uh, uh, their cloaks of religion And their moral deeds and their traditions And God, Let me say something God is no longer interested if they keep the Passover I need you to help me there's been a final Passover the Lamb of God has been slain there's not a hey friend he's been slain once and for all sin and it's the will of God as it was in the Old Testament salvation was for the Jew first then to the Gentile what does Israel need tonight I'm going tell you what they need, an old-fashioned Holy Ghost move, a revival uh, where those Jews will bow on their face uh, and confess Jesus uh, is Lord. Uh, and there's some of them over there tonight, Brother Chris, uh, they're still awaiting their Messiah. Uh, but you better hear me tonight. Uh, they're going to wait a long time. Uh, but He's going to show up one day and He's not coming back to deliver them. Uh, he's coming back to rule and to reign uh, with the rod on the throne of David in a city called Jerusalem I'm trying to tell you tonight that uh, uh, the psalmist knew uh, what it was to praise God as a matter of fact in the first three or four verses if you weren't here this morning you just missed it but in the first three or four verses uh, uh, we find the psalmist said Lord uh, I-, I want you to give me favor like you did them uh, no doubt he's seen how many times uh, that God would move Israel up uh, and then they would decline and God would go back down to the bottom and then move them up and they'd decline again. Uh, but my friend, it got to the place uh, here in Psalms 106 uh, and in Exodus chapter 32 and verse th- in chapter 33 where Israel, uh, following Moses, leading them uh, out of Egyptian bondage and Pharaoh uh, and his captivity, God sends them a man by the name of Moses and Moses begins to lead them uh, out of the wilderness into the land uh, that's flowing. With milk and honey It was the promised land And God told Moses Lead them all, boy uh, Take my people And march your little tails Right down yonder uh, To a land that I've set aside uh, Specifically for you And so Moses goes down And he does exactly what God told him to do He approaches Pharaoh multiple times uh, uh, with, a, with, a, with a tired tongue uh, uh, With a stutter in his speech uh, uh, Time out ain't you glad That We don't have to fit a profile uh, To be a God called uh, Amen I said God called Uh, We got a a bunch of mama called Deacon called, college called Glory to God, I'm glad I'm God called Uh, I don't have a certificate uh, From a college that has instituted uh, uh, The the call of God On my life Uh, But I can take you friend uh, To a little single wide trailer On the side of highway 904 We're about 1230 in the morning the Holy Ghost came by and he spoke to my heart and he put me into the ministry and He, glory to God that's helping me he called my name he could have called anybody but he called my name and he chose me glory to God and to stand in the gap and to fill the breach as the man of God that Moses was I want to be a man of God like Moses I want to stand in the gap. I want to preach the truth. I want to rebuke you, let your sin reprove you, then help see you get delivered through the grace of the Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. I want to be a man of God like Moses was. Moses was a real man of God. He stood in the gap. You don't think so? Well, look at our text. Look at verse twenty-three. Bible said, therefore, he said, that's God, that he would destroy them, that's Israel, had not Moses his chosen, his chosen, I feel something on that tonight, his chosen, hallelujah his chosen stood before him that's God in the breach to turn away his wrath uh, lest he should destroy them uh, you better know friend we're going to read it in the book of Exodus but you better know God had every intention on obliterating the nation of Israel uh, he had a covenant he was going to keep it I'll show it to you in the book of Exodus he offered it to Moses he said Moses I can wipe this sea now and can start over with you and according to the Bible and according to the covenant that he made uh, with Abraham the only thing he would have had to do, done in addition to saving Moses is saving two alive of every tribe. There was twelve tribes in Israel and when God made a covenant with Abraham the only thing he'd have had to do is to save two people from each tribe and he could have kept his word and could have kept the covenant and they could have replenished and went on and God could have wiped these people out and he was going to I need y'all to hear that tonight. He was going to wipe them out. It wasn't I'm a thinking about it. I'm considering it. No. But God had sent Moses. He let them out of Egyptian bondage. He brought them down there out of Babylon. And the whole time they are cussing and fussing and gripping and bickering. So they are like a bunch of independent, fundamental, pre believe dispensational, right of divine. Holy Ghost, white, scored by a white horse riding madness to me for you. They are gripping and raising at The whole time brought them out of hell and lead them to the promised land. Yeah. do think about it. They were slaves. They were servants. They were in bondage. Okay. They didn't have the tabernacle. They didn't have the liberty of worshiping God. Right. They couldn't go back and, and see the high priest come out in Babylon. There was no high priest in Babylon. For you. only thing they knew was false God, false God, false God, false God, false God. And you better understand now, they were consistent, they were made up, of, of a mixed multitude. They were, they were mixed up. There were some that knew the way of Christ and there were some that had heard the word of the prophet. But there were some for him that yes, was sir. birthed down long in Egypt. They were birthed into the world. They were birthed to the ways of the world. They were seeing the image of the false gods of the world. That's all they ever knew. And here God sends Moses up and he delivers him and he saves their life. But here me, just because he saved their life does not mean that they have saved their souls. They, they were not converted. They were still sinners. They were still wicked. All they knew was the way of Babylon and the way of Egypt and the way of Pharaoh. And here he is leading them out of bondage into the promised land. And he's, he gets about halfway along the journey and he says "All right, uh, y'all y'all stay down here Uh, Aaron, watch over for a minute I've got to go up yonder on the mountain and pray and he went up on the mountain like a real man of God and when he started talking to God God started talking to him and God gave him the law up there on that mountain and the Bible said while he was gone away the church began to murmur that's right Uh, the church began to murmur and we'll look at it and make it Directly, and they begin to say, Well, what about this? Uh, what about this Moses? It's, it's, what's he out do? I mean, where's he? Where's the preacher when you need him? I'm going to tell you why you can't find the preacher sometimes. Uh, it's because he's somewhere along with God and he's praying for you while you're griping about him, helping somebody about you're going to and they begin to downgrade and uh, disrespect Moses. And Moses is getting the law. And here comes Moses. And God spoke with him and said, Moses, I know you're, uh, you're in the glory with me. I'm glad to see you again, Moses. Uh, but right now as we speak, God told him this. Uh, listen to me. Sometimes a preacher knows your sin. And it ain't because he's got an inside source. Sometimes he, he does got an inside source. And it's called the Holy Ghost. These uh, people said, you called me out on my sins. Well, if the shoe fits, where's it, honey? Uh, may I say Moses heard directly from God. Here's what God told him. Uh, we'll read it directly in the book of Exodus. God said, Moses are down there yonder. They took off their earrings, their bracelets, their necklaces, all their jewelry. They melted it down. Aaron's the, lead, the, the new worship leader. And the one you trusted, the one you left, you got to watch who you trust. Somebody say amen right there. I've learned that the hard way. Uh, even more, glory to God, thank you, Lord, for helping me. Even Moses made a mistake in leadership. Glory. And Peter, God I ain't the only one. I'm the only one for all these years. Moses made a mistake in leadership and left them with Aaron. Aaron's down there praising the worst of the while they're all ready a go there and to build the calf. And Aaron knows good and blessed well that it was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that delivered them from bondage. But they wanted to die, they could see. They were willing. Word of God, They had to have a seed salvation. That's the problem with all this stuff. Uh, this this movement, this argument, uh, humanist, uh, humanistic movement going on. And everybody thinks they're on their way to heaven because they can see uh, this and that in their life. They can see a change. I've See, I've turned. I've got a new beginning. Let me tell you all something. people there to follow the man of God. Let me tell you what what, will take place in your life. If you'll just buckle up and sit down and hold on to every word that the preacher says, not because I'm the preacher, but because the words come from God. And if you'll just grasp uh, and hold every word out of this Bible and set in your place Uh, and if the preacher preaches on your sin shout and if he preaches on your neighbor's sin shout and if he preaches in the glory shout and if there's an off day just go on and shout and just stay with the word of God and the man of God and you'll find yourself uh, at the end of this journey we're going to cross over into Canaan's fair land uh, where milk and honey is unlimited and it's flowing from the throne of Almighty God. I'm a-walking on the Word tonight. I'm walking on His Word. I'm going to make it over on the other side based upon His Word. Based upon His Word. Based upon the precious Word of God. I'm glad I'm not clinging to my deeds, but I'm clinging to the doctrine of God's Word. Hey, man. I'm walking on His Word. That's how I'm going to make it. That's how you're going to make it. Hey, man. There Moses is. He's trying his best to lead them out. He gets up on the mountain, gets a word from God. They've lost their minds. Worshping that golden cow. Said so we need to see something. We need to see a God that delivered us. And then poor was spiritually ignorant. Right. They sat there and watched themselves make the cow. Right. That's how ignorant they watched the thing go from nothing to yeah. something, yeah. and then worshiped it for their deliverance. That now that's that's the kind of brains that lost people. Yeah. Listen, I'm not I'm not trying to get down because they're lost, but they're spiritually ignorant. That means yeah. they're unlearned. They they were so spiritually ignorant right. they were willing to trust in just about anything. Yes. Right. Have some form of hope yeah. and some form of happiness. Come on, Why in God's name do people trust in everything but Christ I'll tell you what. Because they've never had a head on collision with him. Once well, you get a hold of him, son, I ain't no, nothing I, else to do. I, 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 ain't no prayer, ain't no outfit you can put on, ain't no <laughs> holiday you can keep, ain't no work you can say, ain't no. Listen, I've had it on handle. Prayer is not rehearsed, friend. I said, "Go ahead, go on, and preach what the Holy Ghost said. Prayer ain't rehearsed, friend. My God, He's made us a a, a, a direct line to heaven, uh, that we can access the throne of God." Times. Hey man. I said this morning, I ain't got time to preach all that. But that's where your power's going to come from— It's prayer. Your power's coming from prayer. Right. And so there's Moses. He's leading them out. They're rebelling just like they always do. And uh, God gets us sick of it, brother Jim. He he got in, he got in the killing mode like you get in sometimes. Yes. I ask the truth. Brother Jim's been killed him a lot, ain't he? Amen. So what's going on you don't want to get right? I'm God to kill him. That's how the order was still on and this. That's He what? <laughs> <laughs> like he did. He did, yeah, man. He said he killed him. Yeah. He played not play no games. He would have, Brother Jim. That's it. There was one man. Yeah, one man, Brace. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
1: I wish I'd have to serve
0: this morning, but it makes it even better tonight. There is one man by the name of Moses. Psalms 106.23 The Bible said that Moses stood in the bridge before God. How did he stand in the bridge before God? Exodus chapter number 32 and chapter number 33. Here's how Moses stood in the bridge. He stood in the bridge by prayer. He went to pray on behalf of Israel. And the first thing we find that Moses did is he uh, he, when he went to God uh, is he got real good uh, and honest before God. Uh, Tonight God's going to let me preach the points. I want to preach to uh, how to stand before God in prayer. Uh, listen, now uh, this one, two, three. Uh, Lord, uh, now lay me down to sleep and cross my eye, hope to die and all that bunch of uh, garbage. Just repeat after me stuff. in churches are sending people uh, by the roads to hell. Uh, listen to me tonight. Prayer is a real thing. Uh, prayer is a real special thing. Uh, I need y'all to work on your amens. Prayer is a real special thing. And that God would allow you and me to stand before him through prayer. It's a big deal. And so if I could, I'm going to give you five things tonight. How Moses stood before God. How did Moses stand in the breach to keep the wrath of God off of such a deserving people? You know, they deserved every bit of his wrath. They deserved every, every lightning bolt he threw. threw They deserved every pestilence he sent. They deserved every plague he sent. Listen, and I just want to go ahead and remind all of our, all of our good little Baptist minds, we deserve every ounce of wrong that comes our way. Uh, we deserve, I'm just going to say it, this is bold, but we deserve every every diagnosis of cancer. We deserve it. Uh, listen, I, I build a crowd that thinks God owes you something. i am got you, church, and you think God has to give you special favor because you show up to do your part. Listen, if you serve God every day for the rest of your days and walk with Him hand in hand, He don't owe you nothing, Jack. He not on the cross that was more than enough. Had we got what we deserve, we'd be burning in the bottom of hell somewhere. He don't have to shelter us, He don't have to protect us. I know He does, but He don't have to. That's why you don't fake it a lot more than you do. For then he died! Show you Mistaken crowd. If you'll come to church Live right into your pockets And fill my bank accounts, You'll never have no problems You know what even the world's finding out About that crowd They're hell bent liars My friend they're full of devils They ain't got no God in them or on them either one But my friend I'm here to tell you Trouble will come Trouble's going to come in your life and others' life. But thank God for the avenue of prayer Is there a mama in the house tonight That can look back over a sick child And see where you prayed to pray? Or pray? And you know without a shadow of a doubt, it was a prayer that you prayed uh, uh, that God came by and cha- <laughs> uh, came by and changed your situation. Is there a wife uh, that prayed for your husband missing that? Is there a wife uh, that prayed for your husband and seen God here and answer your prayer? Or a husband for your wife uh, and seen God here and answer your prayer? It's a big deal, friend. Stand in the breach on behalf of someone else. That's a big deal, man. To stand in the gap. God working someone else's life simply because you stood between God and them. Huh? Let me tell you something you can turn His wrath, you can turn His judgment. That's a big deal, Brother Chris. That's a real big deal. You can delay His wrath. You can delay His judgment y'all got people you know good and well ain't living right maybe they're saved maybe they're lost and you know you know as well as I know we've all got people that need listen if God were to judge them tonight the wrath of Almighty God would fall in great form and in great power and consume them if they got what they deserve I'm going to tell you what they need they need somebody that's good and, and right with God that can stand before God in the gap uh, and can fill the breach and pray for them uh, and keep God's hand or of wrath off of them That uh, can keep their babies from going to hell uh, glory to God some of y'all got children in here uh, this evening and you know as well as I do something don't change uh, the wrath of God's going to fall on their life for uh, you reap what you sow and they're sowing their own way and if they continue to sow bad seed uh, they're going to produce bad fruit what do they need daddy they need a God fear and Holy Ghost up nice man and to bow down by his bedside and pray through and get God in the Holy Ghost uh, and stand in the breach uh, pray hell off of them pray the wrath of God off of them pray salvation into them. I'm trying to tell you we need some Moseses to stand in the gap Amen. so many people they look at people and they feel like well there's no help for them and they give up on them You've been commissioned, soldier. Yes, sir. Huh? You got saved. You were drafted. That's right. That's right. Reporting for duty, sir. Yes, friend. Hey, man. Thank hey, the Lord. I'm, I'm talking about wearing armor, friend. We are. Where, where's Elijah? He's been singing for the last two, three weeks. Pretty heavy. Yeah. I'm, in the yes. Army. Yes, yes, I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. Yes, I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I may never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never. But I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir! But well, ain't just a children's song, friend. Right. important for duty sir. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Glory to God. <laughs> We're in. Hey, Lord of God, we've been enlisted in the Lord's army. Hey, my family, there's a real battle to fight. Hey, Between them and God. They can't pray for themselves. That's right. Come on, somebody. Lost people can't pray for themselves. Let me tell you something. Bachelor Christians can't either. That's right. Come on, somebody. You might as well You either believe that book or you don't believe that book. But you can to be right with God. I don't care if you spend four hours a day praying on the other words. If your heart is not in sync with God, you've got to be God to be coming. Hey, soldiers, soldier, quit playing church. Get cleaned up and report for duty every single day. Wake up, the first thing you do is salute your captain and say, Here I am. Lord reporting for duty, sir. They say this. Yes. I've never been in the military, but they say you're allowed free responses. They say you're allowed three responses to your chief and your commander, your sergeant. And that is A, yes, sir. B, no, sir. And C, no excuse, sir. Have you allowed to say yes, sir? But, no, sir. And no excuse, sir. Have F- my free. God if we're going to stand before Him one day and the books will be open, and our works will be tried and He's going to bring up what we got and how we got and He's going to say this did not please me. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Why in the world you have you done something like this? And you know what we're going to have to say? No excuse, sir. He's going to say my friend, I believe you'll ask me. Do you ever regret a mile walking for me? Going to say, no, sir. You never for me. I'm going to say, no, sir. He's going to say, if you ever had one single regret, understand him and that they'd be praying on behalf of souls. That's right. They'd get, a burden, they'd get a burden for George, who's a town kind of drunk. And next thing you know, everybody in the church is praying for George. And you better mark, I got it, boys. I've read commentaries. You mark her down, two or three weeks go by, and old George, who hadn't talked nothing about church, who hadn't talked Come about back church i read a story. I remember who it was. Uh, uh, I said there was a revival meeting going on. And uh, I'm just going to say George. And they've been praying for George. And pray, praying for George. All that revival. Uh, and the next thing you know. Hope George is down the road. During revival now. And he's at the factory working. And the story goes like this God came back and started speaking his heart, and he knew God told him, You're going to leave Word and walk down there to that church right now. He didn't even know there's was intervival. But he got out, he walked down, and he walked down yonder to where that church was, and inside of the word of God. God uh, was being thundered and preached uh, and there old George went in and the place went nuts uh, and started shouting, they done moved for George then. Amen. And because they'd been praying. They'd been standing in the gap. They'd been standing in the breach. And old George got in. And because the prayers of God's people Now I'm tired of reading about stuff like that. I want to live it. I don't I don't just want to read about what God did for them and their prayers a hundred years ago. He's the same God today. Some of y'all got things. Ain't nobody or nothing in the world can do nothing about them except God. We need to be praying about them. We need to be praying about them. You say, I want God to send a revival in our church. I promise you He would if we pray about it. Uh, listen to me now I ain't talking about a 30 second sitcom prayer Lord please send revival to our church in Jesus name Amen I'm talking about fervently praying uh, the Bible said that the uh, the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much uh, my friend I believe in old time Holy Ghost prayer uh, listen I still believe uh, in praying in the Holy Ghost don't get nervous on me I'm not charismatic but I ain't running from away from that doctrine you can pray in the Holy Ghost uh, I believe when you pray that heaven ought to be touched by you and you ought to be touched by heaven. That's called getting in, friend. The old timers said they used to grab the throne, the the, the the altar, may I say, the horns of the altar, may I say tonight, that you and I, some of y'all don't know nothing about that. Hey, but I'm your preacher and it's my job to tell you there's more for your prayer life than what you know about there's more than a dead, dry, paralyzed that you fall asleep in. There's more than a dry, no God anywhere around me, the paralyze. There's more than a nine-one-one paralyze. There's a real God that's real interesting in hearing from you. And if you'll spend time with Him, it, He'll spend time with you, and you can pray in the auction of the Holy Ghost of Almighty God. You got to get hold of that. If you ain't never got a hold of that friend you're missing out on christian life hey man some of the greatest times i've ever had in this church has just been me and him i'll tell you the truth i'll come over here at night sometimes and certain nights find me a place somewhere sometimes it's in a pew sometimes on the altar sometimes it's laying here behind the pulpit or just wherever god me go right and i've started praying and I've just been real honest with God and told him I ain't content, Lord. I'm not content with the way this is going. I need you. God, I need you to help me. I need you to show up and touch me. Lord, I need to know you're listening tonight. Are you listening to me? I mean, that's the way you ought to pray. And that's the way that Moses prayed. i got to give you these points. How you going to get a stand before God in prayer? Number one, we find that Moses was considerably honest. That's point number one. Moses is considerably honest. Turn with me now please to the book of Exodus chapter number 32. Exodus chapter number 32. I want to look uh, I want to look there now in verse 31. Exodus 32 verse number 31. Here's how Moses stood in the gap. It's this prayer. Chapter 32 and chapter 33. It's this prayer. Moses is considerably honest. Look with me in verse 31. Exodus chapter 32 verse 31. Are you looking there? Yes. The Bible said, Moses returned unto the Lord and said, "Oh, this people have sinned a great sin. And have made them gods of gold. How are you going to have a real prayer life? How are you going to be able to stand in the gap. Before God in the breach on behalf of others. And be such a Christian that you can pray. And God will withdraw his wrath from an entire entire nation. Hello people. Number one. You've got to be considerably honest. What does that mean? Here's what it means when standing before God in the breach praying on behalf of others. You can't sugarcoat nothing. You're going to have to quit listening to me today. I'm trying to help you. I promise you. You've got to pray honestly before God in His prayer. By the way, if you can say what you want. He knows what you mean. Help me somebody. Might as well just say what's in your heart because that's what He's looking at anyhow. Be honest before God. In verse number 30, Moses, the man of God, is firm in addressing the sin to the people Uh, you'll look there in verse number 30 the Bible said it came to pass on the morrow that Moses said unto the people ye have sinned a great sin and now I will go up unto the Lord peradventure and shall make an atonement for your sin brother Brother Chris he's straight with his church he's straight with his people but he's not one of them preacher that walks in and blesses his people out and then goes home and does nothing about help with somebody, but he's straight with his church. Then he goes to the Lord and he's straight with the Lord. He tells the Lord the same thing he told his people. They sinned the a great sin. He's honest. Let me say it. Do you some real good? Start naming your sin. Let's start calling it out. Quit beating around the bus and say, Oh, God, I failed you today. And just go ahead and fess up and say, Lord, I lusted today. Lord, I, I stole today. Lord, I've got to confess to you now a and an injured, Lord and start praying honestly before God until you get honest with yourself you're never going to be honest with God Amen. how are you going to repent of a sin you ain't even named Amen. you say well he already knows about it yeah he does Amen. but naming ain't for him it's for you. it's for you to get to the realization of how you failed God he's considerably honest May I say there's a real need for people to pray honestly today before God. My friend, God is not impressed by our these and our thou's. Are you listening? I'm, I mean my God I can spot I can spot a religious uh, stinking prayer Pharisee Pharisee prayer warrior y'all y'all seen them ain't you uh, every time a preacher asks them to say something they yeah. okay they gotta yeah. pray for 15 blessed minutes i well, tell you why they gotta do that cause they pray all week and they're yeah. trying to convince themselves so they try trying to convince you that there's something they ain't to taste of friend as soon as a man opens his mouth at the to pray to God I know if he prays or if he don't pray yeah. I know right then if he knows how to pray how to address God, or if He don't, because the Spirit of God ought to bear witness in somebody that prays to God. Amen. We ought to know these and vows don't impress him. Amen. Well, tell you what impresses him, you just being honest. Amen. You're gonna to have to get honest. My friend, God's not impressed. By our slang Our religious speech if you will My friend our churches are full Of religious robots That have a form of godliness But deny the power thereof I'm going to ask you a serious question If there is a dire need in this church tonight I mean, it came up a life or death situation I in mean, a tragic situation Who in the world is sitting here tonight That you know that you could go before God And pray on behalf of whoever it may be And God would hear your prayer I mean Israel even I've been before a us that can say, I know that when I pray, God hears me. I oh, yes. no yes. wonder if there's a handful. Mm. Yeah, you're here tonight. Thank God for you. Yeah. Don't quit coming. Let yeah. me tell you something. I'm going to especially point out this for our preachers. If you can't pray through, you need to sit down and close your Bible for a while. Amen. <laughs> Amen. ain't been mean about that, Brother Chris. It's great. Because we're wasting our time. That's right. right. I feel a deep push on me. Yeah. We're wasting our time, shall so we If you can't pray through, you need to close her up and get right with God. Amen. Yeah.
1: Come on, somebody. Yeah. I'm not being ugly. I'm responsible
0: for these men. I don't care if he is lost my age. He's under my leadership. It's my job to remind the preacher you can't get a hold of God, he, he needs to sit down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Man. Come on, somebody. That's right. Yeah. If this church can't depend on their to if they have access to heaven on their behalf, he needs to sit down for a while. Yeah. You know? That's right. That's important. That's yeah. important. Yeah. important. Right. Listen, I'm putting emphasis on them,
1: but it's also that important
0: for you. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. They will to be a lady in this church that yeah. you've got to worry about going to them and presenting a real need and asking to pray about it. But you want to know why some people ain't going to approach you and trust that you can pray for them? It's because they can't trust whether or not you're going to show up. They can't trust whether or not you're going to walk in with a good attitude or a bad attitude. Let me tell you something. What you do in secret is a real open. Helping somebody. Everything you do in private will be rewarded, but it will also be revealed. I promise you, it will be revealed to the public eye. How you are who can pray through? You got to be considerably honest. Y'all need to quit doctoring your prayers for people that need you to pray honestly. Man. They're strung out on drugs. Quit saying to God, Lord, they just have a, Lord, they're just they just have a such a, 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 a problem. Call them a drug addict. Yeah, yeah all right. You, ain't, I, I don't know. You ain't gonna get this at contemporary. This ain't like creep preaching. No. Are you listening to me? I ain't. This ain't the creek, this ain't the bridge, this ain't the river, this ain't the stream, this ain't all that bunch of of mess where they ain't got a clue. They're sitting there listening about a God they don't know, couldn't get a hold of Him if they had Him on speed dial. Are you listening to me? But thank God, I know before I lay down tonight, glory be to God on the highest. I'm going to take a moment and I'm going to praise Him for what He's done and ask me to Amen. help me this week uh, and to show me something to fill me and use me on Wednesday. And guess what? He's gonna hear me tonight. Amen. He's gonna talk to me before I lay my head down and go into my place of sleep. God's gonna speak to me tonight. Amen. And he ought to do the same for you. Right. That ain't a special thing for the preacher, you know. Right. It's just being a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, huh? Amen. He's considerably honest. Secondly, how you gonna stand before God in the gap? He's clothed with humility. Listen up, Jack. You ain't approaching God arrogantly. No, sir. If you think you're getting in his presence with a stiff neck, come on now. If you think you're getting in there with a stiff neck and a and a puffed out chest, you're highly mistaken. Yes, sir. I... You can't get, let me tell you something, if you ever got through, you know what I'm about to say is true. Right. You can't get that close no. without breaking. No. Right. You really get in. You go from doing a lot of this to a lot of this. Yeah. Yeah. He's here in your heart and what he's here in your mouth because you don't to speak. Oh, yeah. You get in, friend. Listen to me. You've we'll been clothed with humility. Look at verse 32. Let me see your Bible for a second. I'll, I'll right back. Verse 32. Moses, now, how's he standing in the gap? Standing in the gap. by prayer. Verse 31. Moses returned to the Lord and said, Oh, this people have sinned the great sin, have made them gods of gold. He's considerably honest. But look at verse 32. Yet now, If thou wilt forgive their sin. Big pause. We don't know how long that pause is. But it's a a great old big pause. If thou wilt forgive their sin. And it gets quiet. It gets quiet. Semicolon. Then he says, and if not. Brought me. Come on. He's paused again. Brought me, I pray thee, out of thy book, which thou hast written. What you What's he do? He gets clothed with humility. Yeah. He's right with God. He's obviously to a place against my spirit that so he can get hold of God because he's sitting there conversation with God. Yeah. And his church folk is down down at the bottom of the hill with all their jewelry stripped off. And there's a cow down there and they're all dancing around it. Get this in your mind. I'm talking about, you're talking about stupid church people. There are some stupid church people out there. God's fed up with them. He's ready to kill them all. And Moses, when he walks down there, he's ticked off too. He threw the, the Ten Commandments, the yeah. two table, tablets of stone, and broke them. Yeah. Don't you think he ain't aggravated? No, yes. So when he gets up there, he's a real man of God. He knows how to stay in the breach. He puts all his, listen to me, folks. You wanna learn how to stay in the breach? He puts all his feelings aside. Uh How he feels is put to the side. Uh He's clothed with humility, and he prays. All right, Lord, I need you to forgive their sin. Pause. And if not, pause. Block me out of the books. What's he doing? In other words, brother Chris, If you're not willing to forgive them, I don't want you to forgive me either. Right. Moses wasn't down there participating, but Moses had a heart for people. Listen, he lived what he preached shall we? Amen. It's the will of God that all should come to repentance. And there's preachers that will say stuff like that, and then as soon as somebody crosses them off or crosses them the wrong way, the hell with them. Let them go. Brother Chris, and I always talk about it often, but it's a miracle. You know how we're in the same building here tonight? It's a miracle. Because both of us had to drop our pride and clothe ourselves with humility. The right. That's how this is possible. Awesome. Right. he still had, I mean a milligram of pride in his heart, he would not be still here. Amen. I'm telling you the God on Struth. But thank God for a breach that was filled full of grace. And a real preacher. And a real preacher that was willing to lay our feelings aside. So all right, it's bigger than us. Bigger than us. Yes, sir. Look, listen to me. This thing's bigger than who done you wrong. That's right. It's better than who has treated you like her. It's better than who gossip about you. I ain't saying you think you're going to like everybody, but my friend, we ought to be able to pray for them. Amen. And in the back honestly clothed with humility. Yes, sir. You don't know what this world needs? These these people out here in trailer parks and houses and apartments and byways and highways? They need a real Christian that can get down, clothe themselves and say, God, you did it for me. Why in the world would you do it for me if you didn't do it for them? Of course, we know that he will. And we know that he has. But you've got to approach him humbly. Moses is humble in heart. His church is flipped out. Listen, I, I like this. He don't spend near as much time with them talking about their problem as he does God." Are you listening to me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he addresses it. Chapter thirty-two. Listen to me. He addresses it. He told him, "You sinned a great sin." But then in the next verse, look in the next verse. Look, look here in verse thirty, chapter thirty-two, verse thirty. I'm hurrying. It came to pass on the morrow that Moses said to the people, "Yes, sinned a great sin." And now, and he meant what he said. I will go up unto the Lord. He addresses them. He rebukes them, Brother Chris. You've done wrong. You've sinned a great right sin. But you don't sit and hold it over their head and brag about His righteousness compared to theirs like most, like most people do. Like some preachers do. Like some pastors do. They exalt themselves and they beat their sheep in the head to the point they feel like calling over and hit someone and died and they exalt themselves. Now they've never done this, and they they've never done that. Listen, ain't not one person in here can be exalted besides him. He's all like, well, the world that's ever done right. It's all the it's perfect. But thank God for a preacher that addressed their sin that didn't stay and hang it over their head. You know what he did? He let them know they was wrong, then he went to the only one that can fix it. That. That's right. All right. Let me tell you okay, something, I can address your sin i God blue in the face. But until you let God deal with you about that sin, there's nothing I can say or do to change Amen. Amen. I don't care how much preaching I do. Until you're willing to let God deal with you on that sin. Yeah. What did he go to God directly after he addressed it? He went to God. Why? Because he really wanted them to get it right. That's right. So he went to the source. Are you listening to me? Yeah, Listen, I'm going to preach on you sin. But I ain't just going to just, just camp out there all the time. I'm going to preach on it and tell you it's wrong. Now I'm going to go to God and say, Lord, I told them, you're going to have to do the changing in the heart. God, you're going to have to go where they are and burden them. God, you're going to have to make them have a whole week oh, that ain't worth nothing, a whole week of heaviness under conviction. Only God can do all that. Right. Moses was clothed with humility. <laughs> Go back to Exodus chapter number 12. That's the institution of the Passover. I've already said it, so I'll just mention it. But these people weren't saved. Moses knew it. There's a bunch of them that had never been converted. Their lives had been saved through the Passover, where the, where the blood was applied in the doorposts up alone. and the death angel passed over them when he seen the blood. But that did not save their souls. They needed a man of God to tell them what sin would do, but them go and pray on their behalf that God would rid them of their sin. He was clothed with humility. And he said, Lord, if you won't do it for them, don't do it for me. Thirdly, I'm hurrying. It is here that we find not only uh, those two things, but we find thirdly, Moses was clear in his request for help. He was very clear. Look in verse 33. the Lord said unto Moses whosoever hath sinned against me him will I blot out of my book therefore now go lead the people into the place which I have spoken unto thee behold mine angel shall go before thee nevertheless in the day when I visit I will visit their sin upon them the Lord plagued the people because they made the calf chapter 33 The Lord said to Moses, depart and go up hence. Now this is how he stood in the gap. Still the prayer, conversation between Moses and God. He said to Moses, depart and go up hence. Thou and the people which thou hast brought up out of the land of Egypt to the land which I swear unto Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob, saying, Unto thy seed will I give it. And I will send an angel before thee. And I will drive out the Canaanite, and the Amorite, and the Hittite, and the (coughs) Perizzite, and the Hivite, and the Jebusite into a land flowing with milk and honey. For I will not go up in the midst of thee. For thou art a stiff necked people. Lest I consume thee in the way. So he's told Moses keep leading them. I'll forgive them. I'll forgive them. But I ain't going with you. I'll send an angel. Moses you need to keep leading. You lead them to Canaan's land. Lead them to the promised land that's flowing with milk and honey. Lead them. But don't expect me to go with you. Because if I go with you I'm going to consume them along the way. God is... Listen, for lack of better words, he is ticked off. Are you following me? I mean, God has just done all kinds of miracles to deliver these bunch of stinking knuckleheads out of captivity and bondage, and the first thing they do is make a golden cow and start praising it. He's over it, man. He's over it. He says, "I'll I, I forgive them because you've, Moses, you've, you, Moses, you—I mean, you put it on me." You told me if I don't forgive them, I don't need to forgive you. And I'm forgiving you, so I'm going to forgive them. But I ain't going with you. Now, what are we talking about? We're talking about how Moses prayed. How you're going to pray. If you're going to make a difference in anybody's life, and their lives will be changed because of your prayers, this is how you're going to have to pray. He was clear in his request for help. God said, I'm not going with you. Now, look with me, chapter 33. In verse 12, <clears throat> Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people. and Thou hast not let me know whom thou will send with me. And he did. He told him it was an angel. But in other words, Moses ain't taking that for an answer. He said, Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name. Thou hast also found grace in my sight Now therefore I pray thee If I have found grace in thy sight Look here Show me now thy way That I may know thee That I may find grace in thy sight And consider That this nation is thy people Let me tell you something About Moses' prayer life He's honest He's humble And he's clear And his request for help all right, Lord. I know what they're doing, and I'm mad as the devil too, but please, I'm not, going, I need you forgiven me. Amen. All right, I'll do it, because if I don't have I'm going to remove you. I ain't removing you. So, okay, I'll forgive them, but I'm not going with you. Go ahead. Take them, to, take them to the promised land. Follow them with milk and honey. Go on. I'll send you an angel. Moses got a reply. Chapter 32 tells him that. Chapter 33, again. I'll send an angel. Moses was going reply for a few verses. He did get verse to verse number twelve. He said, uh, hey, Lord, it's me, Moses, again. You never did tell me who you was going to send. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Did y'all ever heard Oh, so-and-so wouldn't take no for an answer? <laughs> Old oh, Moses wouldn't take an angel for an answer. By the way, Lord, I'm fixing to saddle up the crew. We're fixing to head down there all the honey and the milks, Lord, uh, but you never told me who's was going And by the way, I just want to let you know, if it ain't you, I ain't going. Come on. That's exactly what the Scripture says. It's exactly what it says. I'm not going without you. Look here. Here's what he said. He said, oh yeah, P.S. P.S. Lord. Verse number 13 consider what's that mean? To ponder on to think about consider that this nation is thy people oh Moses had a real relationship with God (laughs) you know you ought to be able to approach God that way it's not disrespectfully, but humbly you ought to be able to say I've done it hey Lord in the right spirit, he didn't play like this. Amen. I told him. I didn't do this on my own. I laid on my face in here when I thought we was at the end of the road and said, Lord, I just want to remind you this was your idea. Amen. I didn't show up one day and think I was just going to stop. God, you told me to do this. Amen. You can't leave me. You started the work. Amen. You've got to perform it. Sure, I prayed that way. You know what God's done? Just like he did with Moses. Verse, that's verse 12 and 13, I believe it is. Verse 14, is that right? Right. right. Does God respond to what What's he say in verse 14? Brother Matt, read that. Right? And he said, my presence shall go with thee, shall, and I will give thee rest. Shall go with thee, and I will, in yes, other words, all right, Moses, I'll, I'll go with you. Hey. Hey! Like a good day, ain't he? Amen. Hey How many times I mean, your kids don't want to do this? You're thinking, like, God bless America. I don't want to play. I, daddy, please, I really want to do this. All right. I don't know. That's the way he gets with us sometimes, I believe. Yeah. But tell you something. I believe as his children, I believe he'd give in to us on a few things. Yeah. If, we, if we'd aggravate enough enough about revival, I believe he'd send it. Amen. Yeah. Man. I'm just telling you. Yeah, right. man. Amen. If my people, which are called by my name, shall pray, shall humble themselves, excuse me, pray, part from their wicked ways. I'm probably misquoting we Always do. For some reason. Then when I hear from heaven, well, forgive their sin, heal their land. somewhere along that line. That's the JST version. Yeah. Did you understand what I'm saying? Listen to me. When Moses stood in the gap, he would not take no for an answer. He was very clear in his request for help. I believe he's thinking, thank God for the angels. Thank God for Gabriel and Michael. Michael, thank God for them to have an angel Lord, but that's good. But I set them for good. You're the best. You're the only one listening to me tonight. It don't matter what prayer you're praying or who you're praying for. If God gets in the middle of that prayer, something's going to change. And you better mark her down. It'll be for the good if God's in it. He is clear in His request for help. Verse 12 through verse 14, the grace that God now bestows is based solely that's the importance I want you to see this. Israel now, the same people who was just dancing over a golden calf. Are y'all following me? The depth of this, stay with me. Don't check out on me. Stay with me. The same people who were worshiping a false god they made with their own hands. All right. Because of one man. Within just a few verses they're forgiven. And now they're being led in him not just by Moses, the man of God. But Moses is being led by God. Let me tell you something. This church can't be ran by an angel. Right. Mm -mm. This church can't be ran by, 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 uh, by a, I lost my train of thought right there. This church can't be, what's the word I'm looking for? It can't be by uh, momentum. We cannot be ran by momentum. You know, a church will get momentum going sometimes. Right. That's a God thing, by the way, when, when momentum's stirred up and everything's flowing and easy and coming right along, but that momentum ain't gonna do the job. It's the God of the momentum. And a preacher, listen to me, I may fall dead tomorrow.